will, if you will, remain standing for the reading of God's Word. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 31. Proverbs chapter 31. If you're using a pew Bible, you can find this on page 552. Page 552. But Proverbs 31. Now I'll begin reading in verse 10. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the staff, and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for our household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself, her clothing in fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Praise God for his word. Please be seated. Well, we have finally arrived to the last sermon of Proverbs. What a great journey this has been in talking about the path of Lady Wisdom for the last 25 weeks. You know, as children of the Lord, we are called to get wisdom and to live for His glory. Therefore, because of this undeniable truth, We are called to submit ourselves before the Lord as his pilgrims. We look at God's word. We look at our own life. And we conform our life to his word and his commands. For this pleases the Lord. It does not please the Lord to know the word of God and to live a life that does not obey the word of God. So our wealth, our friendships... Our words, our thoughts, our affections, our attitude, our body, our complete life is to be a pleasing aroma to the Lord. 
So we are to worship the Lord alone. And as pilgrims in this world, we hear the voice of Lady Wisdom, but we also hear other voices, don't we? This world and our culture, they like to inform us of what we need as well as who we should be. We receive messages that say, love who you are. Love whoever you want. Love who loves you back. Just be you. Be yourself. You can do whatever you want with your body. This is what a man is to be. This is what a woman is to be. You don't have a right to say something. So today we close our study of Proverbs with a look at the wise woman of God, also known as the Proverbs 31 woman. And to lay the foundation, I want to remind you of what sola scriptura is. In 1517, the Lord used a man by the name of Martin Luther to spark the Protestant Reformation. This was a recovery of the true gospel, and from this came the five solas, and one of those being sola scriptura, or scripture alone. So scripture alone is our final rule of faith and practice. Scripture alone is our final rule of faith and practice. So as Christians, when we ask the question, what is it to be a man of God? What is it to be a woman of God? We don't go to Google. We don't go to our culture. We don't ask Alexa. We go to the one who made us. We go to God's holy word to know him, to know what to believe, and to know how we are to live as his children. In 2 Timothy 3, it says, All scripture is breathed out by God, and all of it is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for the training of righteousness, that the man of God may be competent and equipped for every good work. So if you say that you hold to sola scriptura with your lips, you better back it up with your life devoted to knowing the word of God and conforming your life to it. This is wisdom. This is what Proverbs teaches. With this foundation, we look at Proverbs 31 and we study the woman of God. So in Proverbs 31, beginning in verse 10, we find an acrostic poem, each verse beginning with the successive letters of the Hebrew alphabet. In other words, this poem is a A to Z of wisdom. These verses show us the importance of attaining the knowledge of God and embracing the wisdom of God. We find the benefits of wisdom, and we are pushed to choose wisdom and to get wisdom. As we have walked through all these weeks in studying Proverbs, if you have felt overwhelmed, if you have felt severely lacking in the wisdom of God, if you have been discouraged with your lack of fruitfulness as we have been looking at our life, remember that Proverbs is wisdom. This is the purpose. It's the intent. Jesus calls us to himself, and he calls us to a life of examination. In Luke 6, verse 46, Jesus says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? In John 14, 15, Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Remember, Jesus Christ is the wise son of Proverbs. 
Godly wisdom is found in Him. And just as life is to be lived one day at a time, we, as God's children, are to choose each day as a day to get wisdom and glorify the Lord. We will fail. Christ has not failed, and He never will. We will stumble. Christ is with us, and Christ will draw us back. We will always fall short, but Jesus Christ, He is our justification. He is our sure and steady anger. He alone has atoned for our sins. He is the payment for our sin. He is our righteousness. If you go back to Proverbs chapter 1 in the beginning, you are finding that Proverbs is a father speaking to his son. He is pleading with his son, my son, get wisdom. If you do anything, get wisdom, get insight. You need this. So young boys, teenagers, single men, married men, look at these verses today in Proverbs 31 to know what to look for in a woman, a wife, what you are to value, and the responsibility that you have in the caring of her soul. Young girls, teenagers, Single women, married women, widows, look to these verses to know what is important to the Lord and how the Lord wants you to think as well as how you are to live. Women of God, these verses that we study today should be verses that you consider in this life and strive to be, not for yourself, but for the glory of God in the way that you live and conduct your affairs. Paul Washer said it well concerning Proverbs 31. He said, The way a woman carries herself, the way she dresses, ought to promote the following types of words. Modesty, discretion, wisdom, beauty, elegance, and refinement, but not sensuality, luxury, or extravagance. You see, the woman of God, just like the man of God, is to seek to please the Lord in all things. You know, Proverbs so far has done a great job of informing us of the women that we are to avoid in this life. We have discussed the forbidden woman, the adulteress, and I classify all of them underneath the title, the selfish woman. It is fitting that Proverbs closes with a description of the selfless woman. The woman who fears the Lord and seeks to please the Lord in every area of their life. So for every Christian this morning, let us think about the character of this godly woman in which we should all imitate. For our great aim is to please the Lord in all things. So in Proverbs 31, look at verses 10, 11, and 12. We find point number one, a woman of strength and her value. A woman of strength and her value. It says, an excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her. He will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. I love the words of John MacArthur. Spiritual and practical wisdom plus moral virtues mark the character of this woman in contrast to the immoral woman of verse 3 of chapter 31. It says, Do not give your strength to women, 
your ways to those who destroy kings. You know, the words an excellent wife who can find can also be read a capable wife or woman, a wife or woman of noble or good character or a woman of strength. And the woman who is a woman of strength, she is hard to find. A woman of wisdom is uncommon. A woman of strength is rare. And in our culture, men of wisdom, godly men who are faithful, are even more difficult to find. Proverbs 20, verse 6 says, Many a man proclaims his own steadfast love, but a faithful man who can find. You know, this rare woman of strength is far more precious than jewels. This is not the first time that we've heard this in Proverbs. In Proverbs 3, verses 13 through 15, it says, Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver. Her profit is better than gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. In Proverbs 8, 8 through 11, Take my instruction instead of silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. So the worth, the value, the price of a wise woman is far above that of precious jewels. The value of the woman or wife of noble character is far above silver and gold. Her worth is way more precious than anything that this world has to offer. Look at verses 11 and 12. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. How could this be? Why would a woman of noble character be compared with jewels, gold, and silver? This seems like an extremely weak comparison. But when you consider the value of time, when you consider the energy spent on the things of this life, we all need to hear this. The heart of her husband trusts in her. The husband has no lack of gain. The husband received good and not harm. So a godly woman, a wise woman, a noble woman, the husband gains trust, gain, and good comes from his noble wife. A wife of wisdom is much greater than jewels, gold, silver, and money. We need to hear this because this truth is to be of great consideration to the wife as well as to the husband. Every child of God is called to consider these things. The wife is to seek wisdom. The husband is to water her in wisdom. And the husband is to value the character of his wife more than the dollar. Think about this. Consider your own life this past week. If you are married and you have an amazing, godly wife, what have you cherished more in your life? We think this is such a weak comparison. It's really not a weak comparison because we often settle for what is less versus what is best. We often look at this and be like, how could you compare a woman of God to the things of this world? Because many husbands prefer the things of this world than the woman of God. 
An excellent wife is far more precious than jewels. So here's the question, husband. What do you value more? What are you more concerned about? What is your pursuit? Do you think about your wife standing before the Lord and you giving an account of that? Or do you think about all the stuff that you're going to gather that you can't take with you? What are your prayers filled with? Do you have thanks for your wife? Woman, wife, you are to be a woman of strength, of noble character. You are to be wise in the things of God. Your beauty is to be the character of Jesus Christ on display. Temper Longman III said, A careful reading of the passage shows that her value is derived from her character of godly wisdom, which is beneficial to her family and to the community as a whole. You see, a Proverbs 31 woman is of great value, much greater than jewels, gold, silver, much greater than that of money. And the value of a noble woman who glorifies the Lord is a blessing to her husband. Look at verses 13 through 27. This is where we find point number two, a woman of strength and her work, specifically verse 13 and 14. She seeks wool and flax, works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. So a woman of strength is a woman of wisdom who works. She does what it takes and goes a distance to make sure that her family is fed. She sees to it that those in her home have clothes and food. She is ready, but she is also willing. She is ready and willing This is the attitude of her heart, always ready and always willing to serve the Lord. Look at verse 15. Informs us that she rises early. She gets to work. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She provides for those in the home. Look at verse 16. She considers a field and buys it with the fruit of her hands. She plants a vineyard. So she is resourceful and not wasteful. She works hard at making sure that those the Lord has entrusted to her are fed. They have nourishment. They have what they need. Verses 17 and 18. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She works hard. She is strong. Being a woman of God, being a wife, being a mother, it is hard heart work. It is a physical work. It is a mental work. It is an exhausting work. The woman of strength does what she needs to do to care for those in her home. She dresses herself with strength for that is what is required. Look at verse 19. She puts her hand to the staff and her hands hold the spindle. The staff and the spindle, these were, these were tools that were used to turn wool into thread for clothing. So once again, the noble woman provides for her family. She works hard at providing for her family. She makes sure that all have the proper food as well as the proper clothing. But a godly woman, her character does not stop there, does it? Look at verse 20. 
She opens her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household. For all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. You see, a woman of strength is a fruitful woman. She is very fruitful. She cares for the needy. She is extremely generous. She cares for those in her home. She cares for herself. She cares for her husband. And she is known for caring for her husband and for her family. She does what is needed to meet the needs of those in her home. In the winter, she makes sure that her household is clothed properly in scarlet. Scarlet is what is known as double thickness. She makes sure when it is cold outside that her family has what they need. Her bed coverings and clothing are that of quality articles. They are fine linen and purple. This reveals the excellence of her work, the excellence of her character, because she belongs to the Lord and she fears the Lord. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. The Proverbs 31 woman is a woman of strength. She is an extremely fruitful woman. And those who see her life, they know her as a faithful woman woman. It says that the husband is known at the gates by the character of his wife. Look at verse 25. Strength and dignity are her clothing. She laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. What in those verses do you find that this godly woman, it is all about her appearance? It's not there. The character of a godly woman, that is her beauty. This noble woman, she fears the Lord. It says she opens her mouth with wisdom. The teaching of kindness is on her tongue. So she teaches her children the law as well as the wisdom of God. She looks to the ways of her household. So she manages the household well. It says that she does not eat the bread of idleness. To say it another way, her eyes are not looking everywhere. She is not a sluggard. Her eyes are on that which is important to the Lord. So her eyes are on the Lord. Her eyes are on the husband. Her eyes are on her children. Her eyes are on the home. She's not that of idleness. She's not looking at everything else going on in all the world and focused on everything. You will quickly become a success at nothing. It is true that a heart set on many things can do nothing well. But here in Proverbs 31, we find what the woman is to have her heart set on. Strength and dignity are her clothing, for she is set on pleasing the Lord. And in pleasing the Lord, her focus is upon her husband, her children, and her home. 
She does not eat the bread of idleness. She is not a sluggard. Her eyes are on that which is important to the Lord. Point number three we find in verses 28 through 31. A woman of wisdom is blessed and to be praised. A woman of wisdom is blessed and to be praised. Her children rise up and call her blessed. If you're a mother right now, you're probably thinking, I don't know if that's ever happened to me. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. It says, give of her the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. So these verses speak to her family life. You know, often in our culture, the family life is not considered primary. It's never considered first place in our culture. Whether you're male or female, what is considered primary is your profession. And that's where many of us as men and women, that's where we find our joy, our contentment, our satisfaction. It's in what we do. But here for the Proverbs 31 woman, a woman of wisdom takes care of her own soul before the Lord, and then she uses her strength for the souls in her house. It says her children call her blessed. Her husband calls her blessed. Her husband praises her. He recognizes the importance of that. A godly man knows when he has a godly wife. Her beauty is in the truth that she, her beauty is in the truth that she fears the Lord. She is wise. She knows that charm is deceitful. She knows that her physical beauty, her outward appearance, her face, and her form will not last. You understand this if you are past your teen ages. Your form Your face, it's not going to last. And praise God that it doesn't. It's a constant reminder from our Heavenly Father that this place is not our home. We live and we die and we face judgment. She is wise. She knows that charm is deceitful. Her physical beauty will not last. So she focuses upon what truly matters. She focuses upon her heart and the conforming of her heart into that of Jesus Christ. She follows the path of Lady Wisdom. You see, the fear of the Lord is primary in her life. She fears the Lord, and out of fearing the Lord, the overflow of everything else in her life sticks together, and she's known in the community. She's known in her family as a woman who cares. She knows as a woman who is faithful because she fears the Lord. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. You you see, you can charm those around you, can't you? You can paint yourself up, look so pretty. Jesus talks of this so much in the New Testament. You have people that want to be praised for how they look 
and how they act in public, but the Lord knows your hearts. You can outwardly clean yourself up and you can look so good. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised because you can charm those around you. You can look good to those around you. But this still could describe a woman who is spiritually dead. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. She cares for her household physically. She teaches her children spiritually. She works hard to the glory of God. She loves her husband. She loves her children according to the truth of God. Her husband, her children, her family, her home, and community are all blessed by her. And those in her home, her husband and children, they rise and they call her blessed. In 1 Peter 3, verses 1 through 6, we find, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by their conduct of their wives. And they see the respectful and pure conduct. Do not let your adorning be external. The braiding of hair, the putting on of gold jewelry, or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart, with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is God's sight, is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves, by submitting to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you are her children, if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. So he paints a picture that a woman of God spends more time looking into the Word of God and fearing the Lord than she does looking at herself in the mirror. Because looking into the mirror, that will all fade. And I, I can tell you, as a man who's been married almost 16 years, my wife looks the same that she did when we got married. I have completely changed. Everything has migrated down my face. It has moved down. I have been in hospital rooms where individuals are spending their last moments of breath before they stand before the Lord. I have conducted way too many funerals than I care to admit. Been in too many counseling situations. What we're finding here in Proverbs 31 and the wrapping up of what's going on in all this is saying you can have all the wisdom of Solomon, you can have all the riches of Solomon and everything else, but if you don't have the wisdom of God, your life is fruitless. You've missed it. If you actually think that this life is about what you can see with your eyes and touch with your hands, the picture that is painted right here is that of faithfulness, of that is a wise woman and what a wise man does with his wise wife, what her children think of her, what her husband thinks of her. And what I love about this is her adorning the hidden person of her heart That is her imperishable beauty. Her gentle and quiet spirit is precious in the eyes of God. See, what the Lord finds precious, we are to find precious. 
The imperishable beauty is more important than that of what is perishable. The hidden person of the heart, the fear of the Lord, a gentle and quiet spirit in God's sight is precious. So a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So point number four is for the blessed husbands in the room. A husband who has a wife who fears the Lord needs to know, appreciate, and be thankful for the value of what he has received, for he has received a gift from God. I'll say that again. A husband who has a wife who fears the Lord needs to know, appreciate, and be thankful for the value of what he has received, for it is a perfect gift from God. If your wife is a, of a noble character, you are blessed. Because your heart trusts in her, you have no lack of gain. You receive good and not harm. Trust, gain, and good come from your noble wife who fears the Lord. I Believe me, please trust me on this. Trust, gain, and good don't come from the things of this world. It comes from a godly wife. Proverbs 18.22 is a divine amen in your life. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So it is an honor to be a husband to a wife who is that of noble character. A good wife is from the Lord. So husband, you have the responsibility to encourage her. If you're not watering her in the word of God, you are not taking care of her. Husband, honor her and call her blessed. Care for her soul. C.S. Lewis said it well. If we do not admire what is praiseworthy, we shall be stupid, insensible, and great losers. Therefore, what God says is beautiful. What God says is absolutely amazing. What he finds that is so precious in his eyes, if we as creatures made in his image back up and we don't find and, and admire that which is praiseworthy, we are stupid, insensible, and great losers. We are to admire and bless the women in our lives who fear the Lord. Those whose conduct, those whose focus, those whose readiness, appearance, and action is all about the glory of God. You know, the women who take their walk with the Lord seriously, as well as the home that they have been entrusted with. And that's the key. The woman of God must take care of their own soul, and then they take care of the souls of those in their home. You see, a woman of strength, a woman who fears the Lord, is of great value. She is far more precious than you can work your physical life with to obtain. She is of great value. You shouldn't even compare the two. A woman who works for the Lord is a blessing. A woman of wisdom is blessed. And think about this, husband. A woman who fears the Lord, she's going to sharpen you. She's going to encourage you. She's going to stand by you. She's going to talk about sin. She's going to help you in the sanctification process by God's grace. She's going to walk with you. She's going to inform you of when you do things wrong. And she's going to help you become the man of God that you should be. Praise God for that woman. A woman of wisdom is blessed. 
If these kind of women are around us, these excellent women, we have much to thank the Lord for. Many a men have not done stupid things because they have had a wise woman by their side. The woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. We are all to continue in the path of Lady Wisdom, looking to that of Jesus Christ, the one who justifies us and the one who sanctifies us. The path of Lady Wisdom is leading us home, where we find glorification forever with our Savior and King, Jesus Christ. So I want us to close going back to Proverbs chapter 1, looking at verse 7. You've heard it very much almost every week. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So as God's children, we are to know the word of God. We are to conform our life to the word of God for the glory of God. Father, we thank you for this morning. Father, you've instructed us on what it is to be wise. To not just have knowledge. But to take the knowledge that we learn from your holy word and obey it in our life. Father, you have taught us what it is to be a man of God. You have taught us what it is to be a woman of God, to fear you and to walk this life to please you. You have instructed us of all the harm that there is in this life along the road. All the deception, all the lies, all the different voices that call out and cry out for our attention. Father, you have shown us all the pitfalls. You have warned us of everything, and you have told us to fear you. To not forsake what we have heard. You've told us to walk in your instructions and live for your name and for your glory. You've told us there are things that we are to do as your children. You've told us there are things that we are not to do as your children. You've reminded us of what we have in Christ, and you have pointed us to the truth that we are to be pursuing wisdom in every area of our life for your name and for your glory. Father, reveal the sin in our life. Reveal the areas in which we have said, no, God, I don't need you for this. Show us the areas that we have not yet repented of. Help us to focus upon the beauty of Jesus Christ, his justification, his sanctification, his glorification, how Christ is our righteousness, and without Christ we have nothing, but yet with you we have everything that we need. May we find contentment and joy and satisfaction in Christ.
And Father, when we see godly men, when we see godly women in this life, those who are surrounded by us, who have been conformed more into the image of Christ, Lord, may we praise them not for the praise of men and women, but give them praise for you have done a marvelous work in them. May we have a heart of thankfulness for what you have provided for us, a living example of what it is to be wise, obeying your good commands. Father, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us when we have not thought about you. We have thought more about ourselves. Father, and those in this room that don't fear you, Lord, save them. Convict them of their sin. Draw them to you, Father. I pray they would call on you for salvation. We pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, the name that is above all names. Amen.